What's up? It's Four Staff. I'm David. Joining me are Charlie and Nick. That's the wrong order, but I'm Charlie. Then I guess I'm Nick. No. <laughs> today, I like it. today, season two, episode uh, twelve, Johari Window. How you guys doing? I'm just Pretty not right now. Yeah. The- okay. <laughs> it's for it's, as shitty as it is, it's one of his better ones because it's quick. It's quick, it, but it's so lazy. David, I expected yeah. more from you. Did you? Did you though? Yes. Did you expect more Sadly, from David? Yes. That I intro mean, took me just as long to think up as all the other intros. <laughs> because I went, do I do a really convoluted intro today? Nah, I know it'll piss them off even more if I just say it's four staff. Yeah. Oh. Hey, I'm, um, I'm glad that people who randomly tune into one episode and it's David's intro are going to be like very confused if they decide to watch an episode surrounding that one. <laughs> They're also going to be very confused trying to watch this as it's an audio-only podcast. Uh, hey, man. Get him on that. <laughs> hey, man, don't worry about it. Uh, I am feeling... Uh, specifically targeted by whatever controls the universe because last time we recorded after we were done i was saying man i'm feeling some burnout i just sit at my desk all day and then the next night i was like we have some pretty extensive walking trails behind our house i could go on like an hour walk after work between the time i'm done work and my girlfriend's done work and comes home i could go on an hour walk by myself and kind of like get fresh air recharge a little bit so on friday i was all set to go do the walk and then it rained and I couldn't go do the walk because it's all mud now. <laughs> and then today, I was all set to go do the walk. And it fucking rained again. Incredible. 2020. So I'm getting the message that I don't need physical exercise. 2020, the hits just don't nah. stop. Buy an elliptical. Um, or just, Charlie, tell me and we'll, we'll do a walk at some point. D- that doesn't help. No, how does, no, how that, does you dude, being there help the rain, Nick? Because then it doesn't happen. <laughs> I think Nick just admitted I'm that sorry, he's. Are you? No, what he's Nick has rented an airplane <laughs> and is purchasing no, no, no. the got, area. <laughs> I got a bad reference. Are you somehow the love interest from Men in Black Two? Oh, really? I have not seen Men in Black Two. I've seen Men in uh, Black the, One. The plot point for Men in Black Two is the love interest. Spoilers if you haven't seen Men in Black Two. Um, the love interest is an alien, and when she gets sad, it rains. And like, not in a coincidence way, but her being sad makes it rain. Okay, that's that's the joke. Cool. Did either of you see that Men in Black reboot with? Um, no, Hemsworth I didn't because it looked and, like trash. Uh, and Valkyrie. No, how how was uh, that, David? I didn't see it. That's Tessa... why I'm asking. Tessa oh, Thompson. Yeah. Oh, Tessa Thompson. Yes. I no, guess. I didn't see it because it looked like shit. Yeah, they're so pretty though. I might just watch it for that. <laughs> that's that's a fair reason. <laughs> like both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What have I been up to? Um, I've fallen down the rabbit hole that is uh, Hollow Live and VTuber. That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> has it has it pulled you out of the rabbit hole of Genshin Impact, or is that just a continuing? No, it thing? supports it. No, I uh, watched them fair. while playing Genshin Impact. <laughs> Uh, that's fair. This all makes sense. Uh, Men in Black International has a 23% tomato meter mm-hmm. and a 66% audience score. 66 mm-hmm. audience isn't bad. That's for like a pop yeah, But yeah. people are dumb. Well, no, but that's fine. You just have to go into it with no expectations of a plot and just fun. And maybe it's the fun. Is it like an hour and a bit of me getting to watch Liam Neeson and Tessa Thompson in that case? Ah, Liam Neeson. Man, that's a new Sorry, one. not Liam Neeson. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a very. <laughs> I mean. Liam Neeson's okay looking in some of his films. 
He's, I think it would hold a very different like feel to the movie. He's grizzled, I guess. What's yeah, like in his earlier stuff, like not as real. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. This is what happens. You br- I oh, brought man. up the weird Did reference. Did you guys watch you that up? Liam Neeson uh, film where he's uh, an air marshal? You're I gonna have, not, have to be a little bit about. more suspicious. There's a film specific. where he's an air, like an air marshal, and um, I just remember it because it was an incredibly boring film. Oh, nonstop. That's what it was. Uh, it was an incredibly <laughs> boring film, and eventually, it's like some terrorists take over the plane. And there's the one redeeming moment of this entire film is this final action sequence where they're like fighting on the plane, and the plane is like ten thousand feet up. And then Liam Neeson drops the gun at some point and it slides away and the terrorist is about to shoot him. And then at that second, the plane drops and they go into freefall and the gun Liam Neeson dropped rises up into his hand as he like, (laughs) as he spins and he grabs it and shoots the terrorist. Uh, and it's that, like that in was, this incredible slow motion shot and i'm just remember that seeing sounds it pretty in, kick-ass remember seeing the cinema going wait what the fuck so like that was that was definitely how they pitched the movie right <laughs> like that's that's how you pitch the movie to the actors <laughs> that was somebody writing the screenplay being like i just have to i don't care what's in between i need to somehow get to this scene this is the scene they this is when david and i have stupid conversations we go hey <laughs> How fucking dope would it be if you were in zero G on a plane falling and a gun came into your hand and you killed the guy <laughs> and then go, how do we write backwards from that? Exactly. Because, backwards because we've forwards. done that. And let me pitch you figure slayers on this very special episode of Four Seasons of the Funeral. No. <laughs> why, why aren't you down for figure slayers, Nick? What uh, do you have against the greatest B-movie creation since... Uh, Velocipaster. So since like three years ago? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're already not giving yourself a great timeline based off of that, but uh, just seems seems like an, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you have no complaints because it's the perfect movie. It's no. <laughs> I had an Uber driver punch up the script. Thank you very much. Wait, what? Yeah, no. Um, this Me- is a couple years ago. We were Ubering to a party and um, the guy was very talkative, mm-hmm. and I think we had just had a discussion about the stupid shit we were going to do to it. Right. Like, this is back in its creation. And I explained <laughs> it to him, and he's like, yeah, this would be cool, too. And it was a really good idea. So I added it and then tipped him $5, and that's his compensation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, for It's one of like those um, taboo words you can't mention to Charlie and I, figure slayers. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck into like an hour-long conversation of us. This might it's be my figure real slayers. With it. It's figure slayers and penguins. Those are the two Kingdom Hearts taboo as well. words. We tend to Kingdom Hearts is a bad one. Kingdom Hearts is a bad one. It's one of those bad Any- words that I avoid. Uh, before we get too sucked out into that, Nick, what have you been up to? Oh, I've just been like incredibly burnt out. Like I'm following in your suits there and your uh, <laughs> following yeah. your footsteps there, Charlie. It has been a couple days and will continue to be a couple days for a while. I've started marking midterms for some of my students. It's oh. so depressing. It's like the most depressing bullshit ever. Um, Are they not I, doing well? I got. I'm marking the continuous time convolution question. Ooh, and okay, those poor, those poor children. Um, hey, kids who happen to a be in Nick's lab section and b listen to this podcast. You fucked. Like so, like uh, the 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 software that I use, it tells me how many evaluations I do like per hour. 
Um, and like the other, like the other questions the other TAs have been doing, like one of them, it's like 120 evaluations per hour. One of them, it's like 60 evaluations per hour. Um, guess what my evaluations per hour is? 30? Two. No, Charlie? Two. Uh, no, 12. Ooh, I, it I takes me closer. five minutes to mark one of those questions That's... because I have to add so many comments to them. Yeah, the problem with and that... And I have to try and decipher it. Yeah, the problem is you have the question where you really got to go through the thought process. Ugh. Or not even. It's, uh, it's it's a time, and I won't get too far into it. But Listen, it's, at least it's a time. you got to do your job and give them ki- those kids those part marks, because that's the only way they're going to graduate, is with part marks. That's how I graduated. Uh, so, so many of them should not be getting part marks. <laughs> I mean, but David, there's also the moralistic question of, is this a world you want to release those poor young people to? Is it better? I'm not going to hold it. I'm not going to hold it against any student for failing a continuous convolution question. I I can't imagine a time where it's like quickly the reactor is melting unless you can solve this continuous convolution (laughs) equation. All right, I'm not going to say this on the. I'm not going to say this on the air, but this is how much uh, that question is worth out of the full exam. Yeah. What? No, that's yep. about right. That's about no, right. No, David. No, David. When we wrote it, that was worth um, this much. Was it? Yes. I might, I might be thinking about <laughs> not the midterm then. I might be thinking about just a quiz. Between the discrete yeah. time and the continuous time, those two questions were worth this percent of that midterm. Jeez. Oh, those kids are fucked. <laughs> man yeah you, exactly that's what that course is though that course is just getting ruined yeah i'm not gonna i'm obviously not gonna like say these things out there but i just wanted to hear your reactions to those things um and yeah it's it's not good hey while we're talking about super fucked up things hey david why don't you take us into the tv guide for this episode of french all right so this episode is johari window tv guide is a strange attack involving humans with horrible Deformations brings the division to an upstate New York hamlet that prefers to keep a portion of its population a well-guarded secret. Spooky. Pretty good uh, description of this episode that felt very unlike Fringe again. Like, Yes, this was... This episode feels like Fringe and at the same time doesn't feel like Fringe in the best possible way. I thought it was very X-Files-y. I would, I like, I, this felt very on par for October, is what I'm going to say. And when I saw <laughs> oh, that this episode yeah. was released in January, I was very confused. Wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> Come celebrate the new year. <laughs> this is, this is the, I think technically the mid-season premiere. It is. This and is it's... a good way to get back into Fringe, especially after last episode. <laughs> I, so I just rewatched this episode, like, while making dinner. I love this episode. It's a fun episode. Oh yeah, it's I love this a good episode, episode so much. Well, let's uh, let's get into it on that side then, Charlie. Why don't you why don't yeah. you lead us off there? Uh, we open with uh, we think it's a state trooper, but basically like a cop driving down the highway, and he's talking to his wife on how to soothe their their newborn daughter. So like he's dead. Oh yes, yes immediately. <laughs> like, he's just this is yeah. a death sentence for him, and he sees a young kid on the side of the road, so he pulls over, hangs up on his wife. And uh, is like, hey, how'd you get out here by yourself? You know what? Hop in um, and I'll take you down to the station. And the kid's like, well, I'm trying to run away. And he's like, okay, but you're too young to run away. So hop in the car and we'll Don't get Don't worry. I did, I did this a bunch as a, as a kid as well. I yeah. ran away from home a bunch. Your parents yeah. were okay with it. You know, they, <laughs> they, make, they make the officer like likable and a human being. Yep. And <laughs> yep. 
you're, you're like, oh, cool. I'm glad that this guy's going to die immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, the cop starts driving away and they pull away from a sign labeled uh, Adina, New York. And as he checks his rearview mirror in a little bit, oh, God, the kid is replaced with a child with like monstrous deformities. Like, I, it's like a it's huge a tumor growing. It honestly. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that's what my. When you first get a glance at him, I'm like, wait, Worf? What? Yes. <laughs> uh, Worf, if they really fucked up on the makeup that day. <laughs> yeah. Worf um, after he had a stroke? I I don't think this is going to add skin matter though. That's uh, especially given the the code name we get later on in the episode. Elephant Man seems to be the inspiration. Yeah. Yes. Um, huge tumor on the forehead. Nose is a little bit uh, overgrown and stuff like that. And the cop is like, "Holy shit! What the fuck?" So pulls into a station, and two of the other troopers are like, "My God! I can't believe we finally caught one." And leads you to believe, like, this is like the, this is other this is Bigfoot to them. Yeah, yeah, they know of other deformed peoples, but it's always been like folklore, kind of like rural legends and stuff. Um, so the one state trooper pulled over, uh, Pekarski, is like, "Hey, I need to take a photo of you." And as he's taking a photo of the kid, uh, some people walk in with some shotguns, and they are also massively deformed. And then you know they like shoot the cops killing them except for pekarski who is wounded and is reaching for his gun as the child is led away by one of the adults mm-hmm. who killed all the cops it's like i'm sorry and then he he gets shotgun to the face well we don't know that for sure it's the guy's just cocking the shotgun in his face he just looks at the guy and goes if you ever tell anyone this <laughs> i would have pulled the trigger if i didn't believe you <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm pretty sure he pulls the trigger and then we cut to... Especially because we, we then hear, credits. hey, this many cops were killed. <laughs> yeah, we we then hear three cops are dead. Listen, he just succumbed to, he just succumbed to his injuries. There was not an additional shot fired there. The guy was trying to be nice. It's, that doesn't change the fact that he killed him in the first place. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was the other guy. Doesn't matter. So Accessory. My note for this is just, what the fuck is happening? Uh, that's honestly one of the best parts. The writing in this episode is so strong, and I love a good mystery episode if it's well written. And that is very much what this episode is. It is definitely a a, a fun little mystery episode. Yeah, Um, so we hook right back up with where we left off in Walter's storyline, too, because Peter is trying to get him to go into the grocery store to do some shopping, and Walter's like, why would I do that? There's too many people. I could go missing. I could get kidnapped. What if Thomas Jerome Newton's in there? All the spooky things. Yeah. So Walter's not doing okay after he was, you know, kidnapped and drugged and experimented. Walter very much looks like he's season one Walter again. Yeah. And they even not make great. mention of that later. But yeah, it's yeah. very much season one Walter. He makes some good references. Um compares himself to the cowardly lion. Um I really love him like locking himself in the car as well. While Peter's trying yes. to talk to him. <laughs> it's I also like how the the core writers or whoever is doing like season arcs and stuff was kind of like, yeah, we're not doing that stupid fucking GPS tracker again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ripping it out of him was kind of ridiculous. You get it for one episode and then it's gone. Yeah, no, that, that removes way too many plot elements or gets really, really terrible when every single time Walter gets something ripped out of him. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. Peter's trying to convince Walter. Walter's having none of it um, until Peter receives a phone call from Olivia. Um, and they are off to New York. 
again. What do you think the phone call consisted of? Was it just dead cops, a diner, go? <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Like, it, well, you hear the phone call, and Olivia's like, hey, uh, there was this case of dead cops, um, missing kid, they took a kid. And Peter's like, eh, that doesn't sound like our kind of case. And she's like, oh, wait till you see the kid. <laughs> yeah, this is why I think it felt like old French again as well, because they were just given a case here that doesn't really seem to yeah. relate to and the larger plot at all. And we didn't get broils coming in, so we can't even make our broils joke here. Yeah. Oh, no, Not we yet. do get broils here. Apologies. Not yet. <laughs> we get broils, and oh boy, is it good broils. <laughs> Apologies, I've forgotten that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so they pull up to the, I don't even know if it's just like a trooper station. I don't know. They pull up to the, the police station and um, they're like obviously crime scene. So they're packing away all the bodies. Um, Broyles gives them the lowdown on what they know so far. Um, Pekarski had apparently uploaded his police report before finishing his police report. Um because surely that picture of the kid would have yeah, been uploaded. Somehow the... that Polaroid picture got attached to the uh, <laughs> to the uh, report in like the second he took the photo. Maybe it's a digital Polaroid. It's Maybe one it's of like, those hey, cool Polaroids. But it's, hey, it's, it's there. a combination one. Really, in twenty ten? <laughs> yeah, man. But this is Fringe Universe, Dave. You don't know what kind of nostalgia massive dynamic is. <laughs> is you also don't on. know if this is actually twenty ten for them. <laughs> I think it is, because don't they reference that it's current year or something in, like, one of the uh, previous seasons? Like, I th- maybe? Yeah, I think you can build a rough timeline. Like, it's line. the season, it's the year of the air date or something? I think they mentioned, have a reference to it in season one. Mm, yeah, probably. We, okay. I'm, I'm fairly certain we get something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, makes um, sense. But yeah, uh, he goes through and they go, well, hey, look, this kid is massively deformed. What the fuck? And, um, oh, where am I? Uh, the, so three state troopers have been killed. The kid has disappeared. There's no fingerprints. There's no shell casings. And the hard drive from the surveillance cameras was gone. So people who kind of know how to cover the tracks. Mm-hmm. Yep. They have a good idea what to do here, at least. Uh, Peter's like, Hey, maybe they wanted the kid. And Bros is like, who would want this ugly fucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and they're like, Broyles, whoa, dude, chill. <laughs> he goes, I'm sorry. He's just a fucking ugly kid. <laughs> Oh, I I know. They must run a circus. (laughs) That makes sense. Um, Olivia does note. Oh, sorry. Walter also is like, oh, he looks like a kid from a character I saw in a movie way back in the 70s. (laughs) It it mentioned genetic deformities. I'm like, what fucking movie was? Don't they don't they reference it? Because he's literally like, hey, that's just the plot of this guy. Yeah. And then, and then Walter kind of goes, oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's from. Uh, but the Olivia picks up on the kind of mysterious thing is when Pekarski kicked the kid, picked the kid up. Kicked the kid complete, up? <laughs> he's like, get the fuck in the car. And he kicked him. <laughs> um, the, the kid looked completely normal. And something happened to make him look like a failed right. Klingon cosplay. Um. We then also get uh, an agent call everyone into a room. It was like, hey, we found like 40 police reports, all with descriptions of deformed people. There's no photos of them, but some of them go back like 30 years and describe them suddenly changing appearance. And they all take place just outside of a diner in New York. Um, and Bros is like, oh, they seem to have hidden themselves for a reason. Be careful. 
people who hide are generally doing it for a reason. Also, the agent gets named because um, Walter is like, oh, just because, or one of the police reports mentions like, oh, this guy looked like the cousin of Bigfoot. Walter's like, ridiculous. He looks nothing like a Sasquatch <laughs> or a Yeti. And the agent's like, you don't think those are real, right? And he's like, Agent Frug. Just because flying monkeys are talking lions haven't been discovered doesn't mean they don't exist. And I was like, shit, they mentioned the agent by name. <laughs> He's dead, too. <laughs> yeah. So this is where I thought that it was going to be shapeshifters again, or at least related to the main story and main plot. <laughs> of, You're like, oh, man, they're going to bring it right back in. Like, oh, this is probably going to be like the technology for the shapeshifters on this world gone wrong or something. Nope. Yeah, or that like this is cool this is idea. just the town of shapeshifters. Yeah, this is a group of shapeshifters <laughs> got stuck here and abandoned by the other world or some shit. Nope, it's none of that. This is I a standalone episode. Not. It's a standalone return to the ser- the series episode, which is funny and I love it. <laughs> it's way stronger than Bound, is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're, that's what we have to compare it to right now. Yeah, but every episode's better than Bound, except for No Brainer. <laughs> except for the next episode. And of human suckage. Uh. Anyway, um, Olivia, Peter, and Walter pull into a diner, and Walter's Sorry, a talking. diner? No, a, a diner. I'm pretty sure it's a diner that they go into. Yeah, they go into a diner in a diner in a second. <laughs> but I'm saying they're in a car driving into a diner. I'm just going off of this because the first time that I like was watching this, um, I heard a diner and immediately thought that everyone had like shown up just outside a diner. Um, <laughs> and I was like, ah, cool. So they're going to go to that diner, I guess. And then they'd show up at a diner and I went, ah, shit. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, but Walter's talking about how they found there's probably werewolves in the hills nearby. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on this week? With Walter talking about like mythological creatures. Listen, just last episode, Walter saw Walter saw Charlie come back to life. It was a real weird episode <laughs> for him. Uh, he saw him come back to life and no one mentioned it, so he's a little yeah. off kilter. Yeah, he's just like, I guess I was in a different dimension for a bit there. I don't know what happened. Actually, for the, I think on some promotional stuff for that episode, the one of the things is like, oh, a lost episode of Fringe, or is it from a, one of the multiple parallel universes? Yeah. That as makes their sense. way of being like that's why he's still alive uh-huh, don't worry except about it. the writers then came out and said nah that was just fox's marketing team <laughs> <laughs> it's because fox fucked up and had to fix their mistake bad fox bad <laughs> to his credit walter does say he saw a werewolf once um, yes he was like super high on a bunch of different stuff though but like that doesn't matter werewolf yeah. dog does it really matter when you're that high if it's different or not Yes. Werewolf, dog walker, and dog. (laughs) I feel like being high and finding a dog is one of the great things about life, because then you're super baked and you get to pet a dog. Well, I assumed he was doing acid, which is why he would think a dog is a werewolf. Not that he was, like, on a good trip. No, because he says he he was on some hashish. Oh, does he specifically say hashish? Okay. He does. Well, no, he says a combination of hashish and then it's cut off. Oh. The (laughs) second part is probably wasn't the good thing. (laughs) Hashish and LSD. DMT, all the good things. It's actually a list of seven drugs. He didn't get to start his list. (laughs) (laughs) They already know the list. It's his regular cocktail. (laughs) 
Um, but Olivia, they get out and Olivia's like, what the fuck is that humming noise? And thank God they did not actually put it in the episode, as far as I can tell. So um, I think for the original broadcast, there was some humming noises, but only at specific points whenever they brought attention to it. They didn't okay, actually thank- have it on the entire time. God. That would have been so annoying. I would have killed somebody. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the uh, sound uh, director specifically says, "Yeah, if we had to put that for forty-four minutes, uh, it would drive you nuts. We're not going to do that." <laughs> the only time I've seen that done like successfully is Baby Driver, where if there's no music going on, you get the tinnitus sound, like the ringing as background noise, and you don't really notice it until there's no music playing, and you're like, "Oh, so that's what it's like to have tinnitus." <laughs> so that's what it's like to be, to to want to die. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight it sounds um, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walter also notes the hum and then starts breaking out into song. Where, what is it? It's ripe avocados rarely keep Norwegian elephant Siberian sleep. Um, that's like some of it. Um, I believe it's artichokes, not avocados. Um, Sorry, artichokes, yes. It, it we're, just, we're talking 2010 here, not 2020. It sounds uh, like a sleeper <laughs> agent call. Like <laughs> It really, really does. It sounds like someone yeah. should be waking up to try and stab the president after saying those words. It, it should be he says that, and then Olivia collapses <laughs> and wakes up and tries to murder Peter. <laughs> that should have been the episode from this point on, and I would have been for it. I uh, would have been interesting that would have been quite the quite the word to take uh. <laughs> uh but yeah the the sheriff they're like walter what the fuck are you singing he's like i don't know it just came to mind i can't get it out of my head and then keeps humming it uh the sheriff shows up and is like ah you've noticed the adina hum it's from a military power plant or uh, there's military generators base. there's a military yeah. base yeah. that has the generators that make the yeah. sounds and then while in adina they go into a diner uh <laughs> for a drink and they go, hey, three state troopers died just outside of your city. Surprised you don't know about this. Um, and then said, well, they're looking for this boy and gives him a photo of the deformed kid. And the sheriff says, oh, I've never seen a photo of one of them before. Yeah, going into the full. And remember that line, because I'm a loop back on that later. <laughs> it is It is well said by him. Well, he's going into the full like cryptid, like, oh, this is like a Sasquatch kind of situation, trying to give that vibe to um peter and olivia very much does yep yeah and he seems kind of like uneasy about seeing the photo of the kid and is like oh we've heard deformities but like nothing provable and he puts a weird emphasis on that nothing provable part yeah almost like Um, he knows it for sure (laughs) i've seen the actor plays the sheriff i've seen him in like 20 other things usually in bit roles like this but he's so great every time and i love his mustache He does have a good mustache. It's yeah, that is a good one. Um, he plays because I was talking about it before. He in one episode of The West Wing, he plays the head of the President's Secret Service detail at the White House. Oh, which again was weird because I was watching White Wing. Or White Wing White, West. <laughs> that's a different. That's, <laughs> that's a really me. different show. <laughs> hey, that's what's right now. <laughs> oh no. Uh. That's Stormfront's yeah. favorite TV show. <laughs> Stor- Are you talking about Stormfront the, the character? Stormfront the, the character. The, the character from the boys, which you know, spoilers. Same thing. <laughs> Hence the name. <laughs> oh man, I got to talk to David about the boys because there's some great my, things from that episode. My favorite thing about the boys and wait, the character. Nick, are you Stor- going to watch the boys? Sorry, what? 
Nick, are you going to watch The Boys? Most likely at some point. It looks like a good show. Okay. So not to spoil anything, but my favorite thing is people were complaining that season two was too political. And I'm like, did you watch season one? What are you talking about? This is no, like, what? Specifically because one character. And they're like, oh, media shouldn't be like this. But I'm like, you guys are crazy if you think the entire point of the boys is it's political. It's entirely political. Those are the same people that go, a feminist minority in my video games? Oh, why did they have to get political? It's just... Th- those are the, those same, are the people. same people who think Metal Gear Solid games aren't political. <laughs> and it's like, I'm wait, pretty what? sure those are just about stealth. Pretty sure that's all those, it is. Yeah, those are just those great stealth games where you play as an like, awesome straight white man. Yeah. <laughs> those are, that totally doesn't go rogue from like the US government to form his own private militia and does some fighting in the Middle East. <laughs> and it's all about how <laughs> nuclear weapons are bad. Nope. Nothing political about that game series. Literally nothing. Anything Kojima does, if you claim it's not political, you haven't been playing the same game as everyone else. The bad guys are literally in an organization called the Patriots. What is wrong with you guys? (laughs) (laughs) No, not even not even Metal Gear. Death Stranding. There are people who believe Death Stranding isn't political. Uh, Wait, really? Yeah, I just don't understand that mindset. It's like being stuck in that echo chamber and not being able to see. Like the writing on the wall is crazy. Like, oh, nice. Well, let's get right, like, back into the ourselves because we're doing that. No, we're we're doing that thing again. Come at us. <laughs> I'm just. Gonna this is how back. we get an audience. I'm just. I'm just gonna take us back into the episode now because like we're, we're doing the thing again. <laughs> so like, hey, um, yeah, no, they're they're like, hey, we we gotta go, we, like, we, we gotta go find these these people, um, and um, the sheriff's like, sure, here, I'll show you the documentation that we have at our sheriff's office about it, um, and uh, cut away, and we get to go meet the the happy mom and dad of of our good of our good friend Teddy here, um, who but have wait, some questions. Teddy, Sorry? Teddy looks like a healthy young little boy now. Yeah, Teddy's Teddy's doing fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Teddy was always doing makeup fine. Bomb because of child labor laws. <laughs> but yeah, he, can't no. be in, he can't be in that makeup for longer than four hours a day. And <laughs> his twin is sleeping right now. So they can't just swap him out. <laughs> hey, that's how you work with child actors. You get twins. You can do four hour shoots with each one. And you get a full day of shooting. Yep. Man, didn't know that. Didn't need to know that. Like did, but didn't need to at the same no, time. No, that's, that's a good seriously, thing. Seriously, if, you, oh, if yeah. you ever see... I think it's basically like younger than like 12 and younger. If you see a child on a TV show, more likely than not, they are a twin and they are swapping the twins out. Yeah. Scenes. Hmm. It's a... Because children get tired and frustrated very easily. So it's yep. easier to go, okay, you're, you're done for now. Go take a break. We're going to take your brother or your sister in and do this next scene. Your sibling gets to do the next scene. Uh, the the child on the boys is a set of twins, actually. Oh, cool. really? Yeah. The child they in season a... one or the child in season two? Because it's very child obviously a different two. child in season two. <laughs> child in season two. Okay, cool. Well. Watch the boys, Nick. I, I will at some Hopefully point. Hopefully it gets three more seasons and the last one's bad. <laughs> uh, we can always hope. <laughs> Every hey, show I enjoy, that's my new hope, <laughs> is that it goes on for five seasons and the last one's bad. <laughs> Just uh, so you, you've taken the community um, uh, 
six seasons in a movie, is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you've taken that instead to a new method for it, a new mantra. All I want is four good seasons that have a wrapped-up story and then a terrible fifth season. So four oh. seasons and a funeral? Yes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> a little um, weird to do a self-plug in the middle of <laughs> the thing I'm plugging, but... Hey, it's important that we have our advertising notes here so David can start the ad campaign in four staff. <laughs> no one's going to want to ever put ads in this podcast. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But if you contact like Manscaped or something like that, maybe we get free stuff. <laughs> that would be that would be really funny, and like also like something maybe we, that would be like kind of fun to try and get. Well, yes, if we ever get more people to download it, sure, I'll look into it. But until then, there's I'm not going to put energy into that. Hey, we that's, had like seven fair. downloads per episode. You want to give us free shit? <laughs> no just tell them how much content we have out there <laughs> we have over 30 hours of content <laughs> all right episode, episode. Yeah, episode hey it's david bringing you back this time um teddy <laughs> teddy seems fine this time by the way um but the parents are very concerned because they they know that the um that the cops took a photo of teddy um which is a big no-no um and yeah um the the mom's like oh i told you that you shouldn't have killed those cops and the husband's like yeah what of it it worked (laughs) didn't it (laughs) i wasn't gonna mention that you know he was the one that killed all the cops but sure i mean it's pretty clear it's him (laughs) like they don't try to hide it or anything she directly confronts him about the fact that he killed the cops yeah she like walks in and goes hey i told you killing those three cops wouldn't be a good idea he's like i had to kill those three cops me i had to kill them they'd seen our child's face (laughs) this show wasn't trying to hide it why were you (laughs) it adds more intrigue but the show didn't want to add intrigue them revealing it adds intrigue because you're like, but you're a normal looking person. You was all fucked up when you killed those cops. Uh, you're not left wondering. Show. You're not left wondering. But wait, if they have the kid and they don't look fucked up, then who killed the cops? Because they tell you. I'm just very confused at the storytelling route you've taken. Uh, it's just and, it's just a different route. Um, anyways, like don't worry. This, this family is having some normal, average dinner time conversations, um, <laughs> and we're gonna swap back over to uh, Broyles and Olivia. And well, really, it's just Olivia and Peter in, in the car with Broyles giving them a call, um, letting them know um, that yeah, no, that it was shotguns that were used. <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, no, they just report back, yeah, no, it seems like everything was, like, the, the sheriff didn't know anything, but had, like, mentioned that they'd had all these reports in the past about it, so that all lines up. He's not denying it, at least. But, yeah, uh, they're, they're doing totally fine. Um, Walter's in the back having a nap, as you do. Um, and looking, then there's a looking car like coming David, Looking like David after a trip to a water park. Uh, why? I told you, I was looking through old photos, so I came across (laughs) everything from the last uh, five years. Oh, nice. Six years, even. Just me sleeping nicely in the back of a car after going to a water park. Sleepy David. Hey, tweet at us at Forza if you want a copy of that (laughs) photo. I'll DM you the photo. Such an old photo, too. It's literally a photo from 2016. Oh, nice. Four year old photo. 
Uh, or no, uh, yeah. um, there's there's a car that's coming towards them the opposite the opposite way, but it's just like dark. The guy doesn't know what side of the road he's supposed to be driving on. He's pretty sure he's in Europe. Um, and uh, Olivia does the smart thing and takes the car off the road to avoid the guy. And Peter is conveniently the only one still conscious. Walter's still asleep, which is amazing. Um, Olivia's like unconscious, and Walter's just asleep still. Well, I think Peter's like, Olivia, are you okay? And she's like, how's the poor thud? And then the guy gets out of the truck and starts shooting at them. Yep. And Peter's like, well, shit, I best grab Olivia's gun. And then without doing target acquisition, fire five rounds <laughs> at where I think the guy was. And then open my eyes because I was shooting with my eyes closed <laughs> and realized, shit, he moved. <laughs> Listen, Oops. Peter is not the uh, trained in this kind of stuff. But he really seems like he is. Well, that's why he was able to use the gun properly. I think he's I think he's been a trained marksman, not so much a trained combatant is his vibe. Yeah, but that's um, fair. Hey, he's pretty sure Peter's pretty sure that the guy is like at least wounded, right? Like it's fine. So he gets out of the car um no he doesn't well no he doesn't he walter walter uh walter wakes, wakes up, up this one hey are we are we there yet and then peter shouts get down as the dude shows up and fires again <laughs> and then um, and then peter gets out and, and tries to shoot him and then there's um, a really quick cut to the guy driving away yeah i feel like there is some like action chase stuff there that they're like not enough runtime get rid of it <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it's really confusing because it makes it seem like the the guy's like superhuman and is like incredibly fast. I thought it also made it seem like the guy was perfectly fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like he didn't get and hit at all, which why I was like later on, I was like, wait, what? There's there's no way there isn't a deleted scene of um, action run here. Yeah. There's no a way guy there like isn't one <laughs> running through the woods, checks his side, sees he's bleeding, something like that. If we decide to do a season two special features episode, uh, I'm sure that you know we'll we'll come back to this and go. Ah, yes, I remember. What do you mean? If we decide, don't you mean when we do? That's fair. It was a good. Someone time. has to buy that box set now. <laughs> <laughs> and Christmas is coming up. Oh no, Charlie, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Without Portuguese subtitles or audio. If, if you fucking don't give me the Portuguese subtitle or Portuguese audio, I'm going to be pissed. Charlie's Portuguese gonna, Walter Charlie's is the best buy Walter. You and then purposely scratch one of the, di- one of the discs. <laughs> I will so that we don't electron. get half the scenes, David. <laughs> I will take an electron microscope to that disc and deliberately scratch out just like maybe 30 bytes and see what happens. You got to aim for the same like episode. Like episode, I think it was what, episode six or something. I'll look it up again and mention it later. Uh. Well, are CDs, how are DVDs encoded? Is it all like in order or is it, it would have to be, right? Uh, I have no idea. I'm assuming so, but I have no idea. So I'm not going to get into because that. Because of how menus were. Yes, that's true. Because it's all just one file. It would have to be sequential, right? I have no idea. Um, by the way, David, it was hey, episode Hey, hit us five. up if you know how DVD data is encoded <laughs> on the disc. Hey, if, is it sequential going. or is it non-sequential with pointers to locations on the disc? Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. We are 15 minutes into this episode and we've been recording for like 40. So All right, y'all, Nick. Ah. Y'all, y'all know what time it is. Uh, <laughs> the time where Nick takes us through the last half of the episode uh, or tries his best to and we'll still fuck up. Um, so 
they the next scene after the guy has been running away um, is them going to, to the scene of where they're pretty sure that they found an abandoned pickup truck. Um, head out there. Uh, there's no license or registration for this truck, which is really weird. So they're going to go run the VIN numbers and things. Um, but uh, Walter notices a very beautiful butterfly close by um, and um, is very excited by it. And Peter and Olivia notice something slightly different where there is a lot of blood right beside where the butterfly was. Um, so at least two of them are doing their jobs. Well, it's also super nice because Walter's like, oh, such a beautiful butterfly. I know a lepidopagus, or however you say that word. Uh, <laughs> I know a who... Kingsman 2 character who would love this. <laughs> <laughs> or an asterisk. <laughs> yes, and it turns out to be asterisk. It does. Um, but he's, he's thinking of her, and I always like their relationship as like a weird paternal relationship. Their nice only. platonic <laughs> relationship. Platonic father-daughter friendship. Father, daughter, not in any way, step anything. Why did you have to? Why, why did you have to mention it? <laughs> Everyone got the undertones of the implications we were you rallying. Didn't have to come ever. out and say it. God damn it! Never. <laughs> Ugh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, yeah. So they start to- towing the body body out of the um, out of the brush, and it's just a normal looking dude. Um, the guy seems completely fine. Um, except for the fact he's dead. Except, yeah, uh, except <laughs> he got shot in the neck. The uh, the other people there kind of look at Peter at this point and go, "Are you sure he was a monster?" Which I thought you was sure you not pretty harsh on the Peter. Not the other people, Agent Frug, who I'm shocked is still alive at this point. Yeah, no, Agent Frug's still still around and is questioning. Honestly, that's a solid question to be asking. Of like, like, are you sure this guy was a monster? And like, he looks at Peter and goes, like, the look on his face just reads, "Hey, you killed a man." Like, yeah, which like, 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 like this is just Walter a dude takes that this. you've killed. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess we're gonna be okay with that this time. <laughs> Your um, fucking dad was talking about Yetis and Bigfoot, and then you kill a man. I don't know about this. <laughs> like, on, that's the look on his face. Like, what is happening here? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, as they are towing the or getting the body out of there, um, we see um hiding in the brush um the um mother of Teddy. Um, not doing so great for some obvious reasons for all of us uh, in the episode. But um, are you, are you referencing the fact the... that her husband is dead? Dinner <laughs> time conversation. Is, is that uh, what you're referencing? You so her dead husband. Why I am just. You... I'm just very vague today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you can say things. You no, I can't. Dance around the subject. This no, is an episode no. recap. Everything is in scope. There's no spoilers to be had when discussing the events of the episode. I don't know, man. I'm just, there's, there's, I don't know. Hey, uh, let's, let's... Anyway, they take the body back to the lab and we get a fun scene of Walter like, or Peter being like, yeah, guys, just take the body down that ramp. And then they come up to the door and you just hear Gene moo. And he goes, yeah, yeah, follow the mooing. And they're kind of like, wait, what? Um, and Walter's like, hey, look, um, I he gives the, the butterfly to Astrid and she starts taking it out of the box and everything. And then Broyles is like, oh, I got a contact from my military liaison. <laughs> um, and was like, the army did classified experiments back there in the 70s. The Pentagon report is basically all just black ink. Um, but uh, it he gives Olivia a fact report of whatever information they still have access to. And it was called Project Elephant because the military loves its subtlety. 
Yeah. <laughs> because even knowing the contents of the the project, why would it be called Elephant? Like, There's, yeah. <laughs> This was that was some revisionist uh, shit right there. It was definitely yeah. it definitely had a different project name, and then it ended, and they went fuck it, Project Elephant. So then, no one knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Let's change the project name at the end. Because because we never forget about those, even though we clearly tried to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, Astrid is then very upset at Walter because she's like, "It's nice of you to remember that I love butterflies, but I fucking hate moss." And I was like, "Well, that's a little bit specious, there, Astrid." <laughs> I don't know why you hate moths so much. Because they're just like the worst, <laughs> unlike butterflies. But they feed bats, and bats are so cute. Bats are good. Um, but hey, um, Walter is very adamant that no, that was a butterfly. Peter, remember, that was a butterfly. Yeah, and hey, this damn uh, body bag zipper keeps getting stuck. It's one of those bad ones. So Astrid's like, this is a joke, it's a mean one. She opens up the body bag, and then we get a horror scream. We, oh, we, we do get the horror scream. It's a real also, good one. Also, very, very judgmental of Astrid judging this dead body based <laughs> off its, its appearance. I mean, yeah, uh, she didn't see the regular... She didn't know what she was opening. Yeah. She should have opened it. She's also seen way worse. At least one deformed person. She should have opened it and gone, eh, same shit, different day. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Should have opened it and been like, wow, this guy looks pretty rough. And Peter's like, hey, I only shot him through the what the fuck? <laughs> Sweet, I didn't kill a man. I killed a beast. I'm resolved. No angst for Vindicated. me. Gaston, Gaston, Gaston. Y'all bring fruit back into the room. Uh, I just want to see Joshua Jackson doing laps around the lab going, Gaston, Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> oh no nick please 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 help us get through this episode uh, I'm, I'm trying man it's not been good for me um oh. all right uh walter starts doing his analysis and like autopsy of uh the body and can't seem to find anything that would like help with like metamorphosizing um th- these humans like have, allowing them to have any sort of like powers to change their appearance um, but is pretty sure that that's what they were going for, uh, because that, that would explain why the butterfly turned into a moth. You know, those, those are like some of the only creatures that we can think of that can do that, um, partway through their lives is have a very rapid change. Um, making them ideal as test subjects in yeah. experiments where you're trying to get people to change. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, it doesn't, doesn't seem like you can find anything, um, within these people with stuff like that. So, oh, eh. um, nitpick coming up because it occurs a couple times in this episode. Olivia mentions at least twice that they need to run the VIN number. Yes. VIN stands for vehicle identification number. Olivia is saying vehicle identification number number. Hey man, that's why you gotta always have your PIN number. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I gotta stop by an ATM machine. Yeah, it's important. I hate you. (laughs) I hate you so much. I hate David mostly for his um, hypocrisy in what he just said there, but other than that, uh, (laughs) I have I have no hypocrisy. Never, not not even a little bit of hypocrisy. Not even once. (laughs) I just can't wait for David to get promoted in the Department of Redundancy Department. It's it's good. It's good that I can remember that me and David, you know, when uh, we were roommates, there was never any <laughs> That's going to get cut from the podcast. 
you know, you know, when me and David were roommates, he never had anything strict on grammar either. Yeah, gonna another. Get, it's going to be weird because it's crazy how much you guys want to get cut from the podcast. <laughs> you should just beep those lines. <laughs> Anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. Olivia well, no, I hope he back. doesn't cut. The, I hope he doesn't bleep them. He just puts in "and I" after the word <laughs> "David" there. It bleeps the first part. It's been an hour. We got to get through this episode. Okay, okay. Fine. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Olivia comes back saying she ran the VIN and the truck was registered to a Joseph Falls from Adina, but the ta- the house he was in was torn down years ago. They go back to Adina. Um, and they talk with the sheriff in a diner because um, that's the set they had built this week. Yep. Um, and the sheriff says, oh, I know a Joe's fall, Joe Falls in the same way that Luke Skywalker was like, oh, I wonder if they mean old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was like, oh, yeah, Falls probably moved to the outskirts of town, but I'm not sure where. Uh, let me ask around and let me send you to our town record so you can see like old addresses and perhaps a photo of him. Um, in the lab, Walter and Astrid ran some tests on the butterfly and, or sorry, the moth and find that him, uh, the moth and the dead guy have the same rare genetic disorder that just causes deformities because the moth has a fucked up wing. Mm-hmm. Um, Walter's like, I've seen this mutation before, but I can't remember where. And then starts singing the hard artichokes rarely keep Norwegian elephant Singapore sleep. And Astrid writes down the first letter for each word and was like, hey, does Harkins have anything to do with it? Or Harkness? Harkness, yes. Walter <laughs> goes, yeah, well, that's the library on campus. And she goes, well, what's at the library on campus? He, Walter says, well, let's go find out Astrid, which I don't know how if they were like, this is this is an Astrid moment because it's a nice moment between them. Mm-hmm. Or they forgot about uh, the running joke. He swaps back and forth. He does say asterisk a couple times. He's, yes. he's already he said asterisk a bunch at this point. Yes. So. Yeah. I think yeah. it's more like when he gets focused on something else, he forgets her name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so... Also, their, their friendship has deepened, so he's making an effort because, you know, he's caused her to have like five concussions at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, uh, coming back to Adina uh, uh, here. Adina. Uh, Adina. <laughs> Uh, Adina, um, <laughs> Peter and Olivia are then in like the sheriff's office taking a look at all the records and all of the F's have been removed, <laughs> which is so weird. So you're saying they have no fucks to give. Yes, they have. All the fucks have been removed from Adina. <laughs> uh, um, and hey, they're like, well, the good news is right behind us is all the census data. Let's go take a look at the census data. Um, th- that's probably where we can find things. Um, and that's literally all that we get out of the scene. <laughs> yeah, because then we cut back to the library and uh, Walter's like, oh, I remember exactly where we're going now um, and finds a metal grate um, underneath some bookshelves. And I'm like, this library should have been renovated by now. <laughs> like, eh, this this is not Boston College would not suffer a <laughs> rundown library for very long. Um, especially one that has an old box of devil dogs. Delicious. Yeah. Um, Astrid does note like, hey, you seem to be doing better from the agoraphobia that you were suffering at the beginning of the episode. Um, and Walter's like, well, I like working when Peter was sick. Work was the only thing that really kept me going. And I find it very restorative for the soul. Totally healthy. Nothing, nothing, yep. nothing unhealthy about that situation. Yeah, nope. no, uh, no suppressing of emotions. Nothing that would bottle up and explode later. Never. 
ignore it. Um, <laughs> he's about to eat a devil dog even, and Astrid's like, I'll buy you new ones. <laughs> Please don't eat this box of devil dogs. <laughs> give, it from what, give it from how old this, these documents are. These devil dogs are not in good shape anymore. Yeah, but Walter pulls out a U.S. Army file, and it has a bunch of photographs of deformed test subjects, and it is info on Project Elephant. So Walter did apparently have some connection to Project Elephant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we get our census stuff. Um, there, Olivia and Peter sitting at the in the room, and there's little touches here that show that the writing is good. Because um, Peter's like flipping through, and he's like, "What's the population of the town?" And Olivia rhymes off a number, and he goes like, kind of gives her a look of, "Where the fuck did you get that from?" She's like, "It was on the town sign when we drove in," mm-hmm. because she has a really, really good memory, so of course she would remember that. It's also um, an oddly low number. It's also like, yes. it's also crazy that that would match the census data. Yes. Because that means they update that sign enough for it to match the census data. Well, I think for certain sizes you have to. Do, do you? I always thought those uh, like population signs were like rounded numbers. Yeah, when you get above a certain number. But I feel like for a hamlet where it's like, what, 1,900 people? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's low enough where they're like, no, you can get into very specifics where there's not a lot of in and out traffic on a like monthly basis even. Yep. And Peter even notices that there's not a lot of in and out of traffic that's been going on in this. He went over 10 years. There were 17 deaths and 47 births. But other than that, he can't really see any population traffic in or out of Edina. Yep. Um, And so Olivia gets a call from the sheriff and she's like, hey, you're missing a lot of tax records like so many tax records like tax evasion numbers yeah um and it's like oh well i think i know where they might have gone um the local tax collector knows where they live he's up on a trailer at the edge of town with his wife and kid um why don't you meet me there and we'll go get this sorted out yeah and then he hangs up and then walks out of town hall and there's a lot of people there and he's like, hey, 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 they don't know anything. It's cool. Let me take care of this. Everything will be fine. This is and where one of the-, the episode felt X-Files-y to me, or even like Twilight Zone, like the yeah. town being in on it, That kind of, like the entire town being <laughs> yeah. the fringe element. Yeah. Um, and one of the, it's the mother of the boy is like, hey, but they do know they have a photo, like they have proof this time. And the sheriff is like, no, 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 don't you worry. Don't you worry. I'll find a way to make this all go away. And you're like, oh, God, they're going to try and kill me. Well, no, and then, he's, and then he's like, yeah, remember that U.S. Marshal that came a couple of years ago? Remember how no one came looking for him? Same will happen here. Yeah, which, like, makes no sense. It does, but Why hey, it's fine. Why didn't they they're... go looking for him? <laughs> like, he's a U.S. Marshal. It seems weird. I guess we lost one. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, where'd he Throw go? it up where'd on the board last? with the others. <laughs> how many days till we last lost one? Two? Oh, could have been a new record. Damn! <laughs> oh boy! But hey, um, the the it's the town's definitely not going to go burn the federal agents. Um, that's definitely not the vibe that you get from this whole thing. Well, no, because it's not an M Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, there we go. It's fine. Um, um, Walter and Astrid um, are driving to join Peter and Olivia, and as they drive, Walters remembers working on project elephant as a consultant for the army briefly and the idea behind elephant which we'll get into why it's a bad name at project Inception, is the 
and like this is fine fringe science for me. I wasn't annoyed by this. The idea was create a strong enough electromagnetic pulse that it will fuck with the optic nerves to make soldiers appear to be invisible. Which like, okay, sure. That's actually like a valid <laughs> use of the like, hey, this could be a real thing. We just brought it to a like it like the ultimate logical extent. extreme. Yeah. Like that's this is fine. Like that if the fact, sort of the fact that they were able to, the fact that they were able to make it so it's only the soldiers that aren't being seen instead of just all the soldiers going blind. Um <laughs> That's yeah. Well, it's it's the same problem you encounter where with like Invisible Man that people have pointed out, where like if your body, if your actual body becomes transparent, then you go blind because your eyes aren't absorbing any light. Yeah, and you can't see. Yes. And I think even the original Invisible Man book touched on this. Let's say you do like hand wave away that bit, and your eyes are still collecting light. Your eyelids are transparent, so you can never like go to sleep. Because you're always looking out, which sounds horrifying. Yeah. Hey, maybe but... we will eventually get that gritty uh, Invisible Man movie. Mm-hmm. Wait, you, you mean promised. the one where he tries to rape a woman repeatedly? Oh, God. No, what movie are you talking about? Oh, Is no. that not the remake where he gets the invisible suit and just like harasses an ex-girlfriend? Uh... Uh, I don't remember this movie. Is that, n- is that not the plot of Invisible Man like 2020? Um, I don't know. Did it? Did the movie come out? This. I didn't think it came out. But hey, yeah, well, it got decent ratings. Google actually. Break. Uh, All right. Well, well, they're mentioning this February twenty eighth. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. Due to the COVID, February twenty eighth didn't do very well. Yeah. No abusive boyfriend. That's crazy. Me. Faked his death and became invisible. <laughs> in in. In the remake, he has like some futuristic suit that lets him turn invisible. It's not like I poured a potion on my face and now I can't see. Okay, <laughs> is this? Oh, this was gonna be part of the uh, dark universe. The Dooku, yeah, dark cinematic universe. Um, all right, sorry, Back David. That's the dark now. universe cinematic universe. Oh, God, yeah. also known as Dooku. <laughs> Nick, 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 bring us back. <laughs> so, um, well, so this entire time while we've been discussing this on the radio, you've been hearing Charlie and David discussing uh, Invisible Man 2020, which was weird for 2010, but hey, cool, it happened. Uh, but then Walter <laughs> goes, fuck this shit, turns it off. Um, and they're just at the outskirts of Edina at this point. Uh, and Walter has his uh, lovely test subject, um, the moth. And walks forward a little bit until he stops and smiles and goes, um, I think he actually says, like, Astrid at this point, too, like, still mentions Astrid, and goes, hey, take a look. Um, and Astrid's like, it's just a moth. And he's like, no, 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 come here. Astrid goes, stands beside, and all of a sudden, the moth is no longer a moth. It's a nice little butterfly. Um, yes. And Walter does also mention that exposed, um, or sorry, prolonged exposure to the magnetic pulse gives you that fuck-up-your-face genetic disorder. Yes. Um, so that's why the moth is fucked up and is able to transform. And that's why the people look normal while within city limits. Um, and then Walter gets a phone call and kind of explains this to Peter and Peter's like, okay, you guys need to go back to the lab. We'll take it from here. It's too dangerous. And Walter gets off the phone. Astrid's like, oh, what did Peter want? He's like, Peter wants us to head into town and find the source of the signal. (laughs) Astrid's like, cool. Great. Just a bold faced lie. (laughs) <laughs> Walter's back is what we're getting from this uh, yes um, Walter mentions the only person who could have finished the work on the project was Edward Cobb um, he's the only one with the expertise and so him and Astrid start heading into town 
uh, to look for the source of the electromagnetic pulse. Meanwhile, uh, this is where Rose, the mother, goes into the sheriff's office and is like, hey, maybe don't kill FBI agents. They'll just send more. And that's when um, the sheriff is like, hey, we killed those federal marshals a few years back. No one came looking for them. This is the exact same situation. Obviously. Exact same situation. <laughs> um, and, yeah, no, it's, they'll be totally yeah. fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, if you are paying close attention, you'll notice that one of the sheriff's deputies is one of the deformed men who shot up the uh, state troopers in the beginning of the episode. He has the same hair. Oh, nice. Didn't notice yeah. that, but makes a lot of sense. Um, He's got the same white hair. He's the one who uh, shoots the final trooper before opening credits roll. Nice. Um, we then get Walter and Astrid showing up at, uh, like, trying to figure out um, how this signal can be being transmitted. Um, and, you know, it's like, oh, could it be the satellite dishes? No, it has to be some sort of transmitter. And um, Astrid's like, what about that giant antenna coming out of that house? <laughs> and Walter's like, you found it. Well, it's so because she's like, what about satellite dishes? And Walter's like, silly girl, those are for television. <laughs> but giant antennas, those aren't for television. They'd never be for television. And oh, hey, look, it's at the Falls' house. Yep. You know, the ones who killed some cops to get their kid back, and then the hu- the father was killed in the woods. <laughs> yeah, but and Those hey, the kid has not learned the whole don't open doors, yeah, doors for strangers thing. Oh my god, thing. this kid has terrible stranger danger skills. <laughs> not only does he yeah. open the door for two random strangers, he lets them in their house, his house. By himself. I mean, to be fair, Walter recognizes the name Rose on a porch decoration and goes, hey, um, Edward's daughter was Rose. He used to bring her by the lab. Um, that means that the kid would be Edward's grandson. And he introduces himself as such. So maybe the kid being dumb is like, he knew grandpa. He okay. That's, that's what terrible stranger danger skills is. It's like the definition yep. of them. Yep. It's just don't, don't open the door, kids. Just don't do it. Also, kids, if you're listening to this podcast, why? Stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> what cool kind of kid are you that watches Fringe? Ooh, in this year. You definitely, yeah. heard me. definitely not Nick as a kid, because he wasn't allowed to. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> wasn't that cool. Not until like season three was I that cool. Uh, <laughs> when when did you become cool? Season three of Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> uh walter walks around the house and was like oh hey look here's edward here's his daughter when she was young um and is like hey do you have any more recent photos of your mom and the kid's like no we don't have a camera and walter's like ah you wouldn't and then leans over to astrid and is like cameras don't have optic nerves so the pulse doesn't fuck with them which is why it's really good that in the beginning the sheriff is like oh no i've never seen photos of them because he wouldn't because they wouldn't take photos of themselves yep yep Solid writing in this episode. Everything yeah, gets there are tied those up. fun little tidbits. Uh, then Walter's like, "Hey, I really need to shit. <laughs> let me let me poop in your house." And then Astrid is like, "Hey, young boy that I just met, want to play a board game? <laughs> Let's play Operation." <laughs> Which, oh man, Operation! I... <laughs> oh man, you know how the. <laughs> No, the, the, no, I'm not making the joke. I'm backing off. <laughs> Just let us get through the episode. Yep, yep. Just nope, please, I mean... <laughs> please. Okay, they're playing Operation. Uh, Olivia and Peter keep going to meet with the sheriff, and Olivia even makes an offhand remark about 
oh, I bet people with uh, deformities probably don't like to move. And then Peter's like, well, hey, that explains the census data. The population only goes down when people die. No one ever moves, making them realize everyone in the town is deformed and is, quote unquote, one of them. And then they see the sheriff and the deputy pull up and Peter's like, fuck, get down. And then they just start shooting. The deputy's hanging out the side of the car, shooting at them. They're they're not doing very policey things here. <laughs> well, I mean that's pretty policey. Just mm. like more inner cities policey. Mm. Yeah, well, a lot less um, like suburb or small <laughs> yeah. town. <laughs> well, maybe not small town. <laughs> but uh, uh, um, Olivia and Peter take cover in a barn because apparently wood will stop bullets. Wood will stop shotguns, as we all know. Yeah, thin um, tables also stop shotguns. Apparently, everything from movies shotguns. I've seen. Shotguns suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If video games and movies have told me anything, the only way you can kill someone with a shotgun is if you're right behind them. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, but hey, uh, uh, as we fair. learned, shotguns do suck because Olivia then kills the um, Olivia then kills the one uh, deputy. Um, but um, Peter and Olivia get trapped by the other sheriff here. And um, we've sort of missed something because Walter then went and, you know, found the generator oh, um, yes. during all of this and shuts it off. Um, yes. And we get Astrid having a very calm scene of her looking up and the kid is different and her just <laughs> pretending nothing's happened. Oh, sure. Now she doesn't scream in terror. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot worse for a 10-year-old than a dead body. Is it though? <laughs> for the 10-year-old's sake, yes. Yeah. Um... But hey, uh, the sheriff's got Olivia and Peter cornered. Um, yeah, but don't worry, um, there's a reason why um, Teddy's mom wasn't at home. It's to kill the sheriff. Yep. <laughs> she shows up and he's like, Rose, go home. And she's like, go to hell. <laughs> Just without that last line. It's quite the climax to an episode. <laughs> um, and then uh, Secrets Revealed. Um, I believe Rose talks to Walter and like, she's all deformed and stuff now. Um, and is like, uh, her father, Edward was horrified that the army did these experiments on the town without him knowing. So the whole town got deformed. So he resigned his commission from the military and came back and perfected the, the camouflage to make everyone look normal and then gave the townspeople choice. You can be free but look horrifying or you can stay in the town and look normal and rose was like we ch- the town chose to look normal because it let us see past our deformities as to who people really are yada 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 inner beauty yada 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 <laughs> my um, so my problem with this <laughs> is that it's just like an illusion and those like deformities definitely have texture and size to them so yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna literally face, and it's not gonna look like it's not gonna. No, match. you're literally you're literally going to bump uglies at some point. <laughs> <laughs> like the kid's like, face how gets does full makeup like, inch of like material to it. Oh, it's also not just their faces; it's their hands, like it's their entire bodies. Yeah, um, like <laughs> there, there's some crazy cognitive dissonance that would have to go on there. Like, but, like makeup and stuff, because half of her mouth is kind of, like, stretched to the side, so does she just not use lipstick? Like, there's so many questions about this. Also, just, like, this. her hand, yeah, her hand's fucked up, so just, like, putting her hand on a couch, if you look at it, it's not gonna look right. <laughs> like, do they do, funny. do they do, like, annual checkups on the whole town where they turn off the generators so that they can see if there's anything else? Like, there's so many questions to be had. 
Um, uh, these all just became you know, superhuman things. They, they can't yeah. die from anything else now. Just of old age. That's how it works. Yeah. But then uh, Broil shows up and Walter's like, Agent Broil's like, you can't expose any of this. Like, these are people. They deserve to live their lives. They didn't do anything wrong. The ones who killed the state troopers have been brought to justice. Like, they're dead. Which he... <laughs> I, they died while committing other crimes, which included assault and attempted murder of federal agents so like proportional response yes um and Broyles is like did you find the machine though and walter's like you really can't do this and Broyles is like you misunderstand me if you didn't find a machine i don't have to write a report hint hint wink wink <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge don't say anything <laughs> and walter absorbs the subtle option and is savvy to it says fringepedia <laughs> no he doesn't he's so not so. Guys, Fringepedias. We need to get rid of Fringepedia. No, Fringepedia is amazing and it will need to always be around. I'm going to download the archive pages for Fringepedia. <laughs> Fringepedia is so good. I love Fringepedia. Thank you, Fringepedia, um, for existing. And then we get a very nice scene as they head out of town where they see Teddy standing by the, the sign and they wave at him. And Walter's like, oh, Rose was so brave, willing to give up her secret just to correct a wrongdoing and peter goes well you were brave too standing up for the people even though you didn't have to i'm very proud of you and walter's like i'm glad you choose to see me that way very glad indeed and that's the end of the episode <laughs> finally nothing we go. nothing ominous there yeah uh the observer is standing in the back of the crowd of people outside Adina town hall as they're being addressed by the sheriff where he's like i'm just gonna kill some federal agents and then the uh, glyphs for this episode spell out mutate which is pretty self-explanatory yep yep um ready for your uh favorite part of the episode david um so what my guess is is uh so it would definitely not be an unearth right it'll be is is it yes is the clue it's from gray matters in gray matters it's from gray matters yes okay so my guess is gonna be that at some point in gray matters we saw the game operation Honestly, um, so it's funny because you're very far off, but also you're very like not that, actually that far off. That like you know what would I'm have been about, a, right, Charlie. That that would have been a clue. Like yes, I, you, um, you're at so the... there are board games in the photo that shows this. Uh, okay. The board games are not the part of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the clue? It's, what what, 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 what the are the board games on, Nick? Um, the board games are on what appears to be like a locker or something like that. that that's okay. what you call that, right, Charlie? Yeah. What else is on the locker, Nick? Well, there's the, the locker's being used like a fridge. Um, you, you got some like kids' drawings and things like that. Um, what are those know, drawings these, of? Well, there's one that says that they love butterflies. There's like, another couple of <laughs> butterflies and things. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just that long-suffering sigh. <laughs> All right. Um, it's really good because we stretch it out as well so that David has to listen to a lot of it. Mailbag. <laughs> Mailbag's empty. <laughs> oh, one day, mailbag, one day. <laughs> Your time will come. Uh, um, yeah. Um, I really, really like this episode. Yeah, this no, was a good episode. It's a bit of a weird standalone episode, but I mean, it's still good. Um probably a it's one of the better standalone episodes three and a half for me yeah, yeah i would put it somewhere three and a half or four um as i've said i like the like standalone like monster of the week sort of stuff and this is a very yeah. well done one of those 
Um, and also it's just, it's a fun episode. Um, yeah. I'm giving this one a four. The writing's really, in my opinion, good on it. Like there's good throwbacks. Uh, the actors do really well with the script they were given, like the sheriff watching that first scene with the sheriff where he looks at the photograph and then kind of looks around and then gives a reaction of like, Oh, this is horrifying. Hmm. Like if you're paying attention or on a rewatch, he tips his hand really, really early. Yeah. Yes. Um, it feels very almost Lovecraftian, where it's small town, has a dark secret, people come in, discover the secret, and it's something horrifying. Well, that's why I thought it was very much like Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, but just with a much happier ending, where it's uh, fringe getting into, again, the more gray decisions. Yeah, well, it's, mean, it's a nice a little moral for decision. now until someone else finds the secret and also gets killed. Like... You you hope that yeah. the killing's not going to happen anymore, but also the killing's 100% going to happen. Uh, yeah, like, the other people <laughs> in that town were down for the killing. <laughs> like, you're yeah. hoping you're hoping that Fringe Team is going to, like, help them keep their secret now, but also, like, oh, Fringe like, Team can't. A hundred, 100% now, the FBI is going to have, like, it's not state troopers there. There's going to be a detachment of the FBI Just going to pick people there. up. Yeah. Like that that city is under constant surveillance now. Don't cause more murders for <laughs> outsiders. Stop right. it. Yeah. Uh fun facts. Um the episode got uh increased in thirteen percent of uh ratings from last episode and was the highest rated night of fringe since the season premiere. So fringe is back hey, on an nice. uptick so far after Almost some... like it's the mid season premiere. Yeah. After like a <laughs> quick downturn that was like the rest of the episodes. So that's good for fringe nice well done fringe maybe they'll get a third season oh wait they definitely do <laughs> but like maybe, maybe they'll, they'll get, get a fourth, fourth season i'm pretty sure that's where they'd end it though right like <laughs> <laughs> oh man that'd be great if we talk about constantly how we're gonna do the fifth season and then we just don't do it <laughs> and we just move on to the next show oh i don't think i can do that i, I, I don't we get all the way done through season four and then just don't do season five i i don't think i can do that i think it's that season five is going to have to happen for my sanity <laughs> i hope you look forward to season five which is just nick oh god why am i recording like 14 or 15 hours of just nick slowly going insane by himself i'll still um, edit it i uh, that's i will even say worse. We're kind of in a mini arc. We're just entering into a mini arc right now of let's build up uh, Walter and or Walter and Peter's relationship mm -hmm. for at least the next three, maybe four episodes. Okay, because then um, we go kind of back into um, kind of season two plot. So. Nice little mini arc to get us back into the swing of Fringe after, oh god, a disaster of an episode. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, ooh, we get our first actual episode 19. Oh yes, the weird hey. episode 19. So I'm looking forward to that when we get to it. That's fun. And we also get um, my favorite episode of the series this season. Oh. Um, I will say there is one fun fact that David missed. Oh. This episode was written by Josh Singer, who also previously wrote Dream Logic. Oh. Dream Logic wasn't a bad episode either. This this episode did also teach me something. Uh I did not know the concept of the Johari window before now. 
Yeah. So, well, hey, cool. interesting yeah. fact that they changed the city, <laughs> the episode name, because originally it was just going to be called uh, Adina City Limits, but they changed it oh, shortly before, before it aired for some reason. Yeah. Well, I feel like Adina City Limits almost gives it away too much. Jahari Window. Yeah, but Jahari Window means nothing to most people. I know. Yeah, but but then you look at it, you know what it means, it gives it away. Yeah, but that's not really like the MO of Fringe. Last episode was called Unearthed because there was some (laughs) dude like. (laughs) like... No, why was it called Unearthed, David? Because it wasn't the Spaceman episode. (laughs) What episode was it? Why was it called Unearthed when there was a grown man inside a 17 year old girl? Come on, man. Give us, give us the answer. Why was it called Unearthed, David? Because they unearthed the truth behind why the man was in the 17-year-old girl. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. <laughs> pretty sure you came up with some bullshit and then your point immediately failed. Yep. Gray Matters is called Gray Matters because it's about brain stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Well. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find more of us, keep looking at the place you found us the first time, uh, which may have been iTunes um, or Apple Music. I don't know what the fuck their platforms are Spotify. right now. Spoofy. <laughs> sorry, Spotify. Um, Google Play or whatever it's called. Google Music. God, there's too many platforms that don't have good names. Um, uh, the CF the Network. Only good, the only good one, uh, Podbean. Uh, CF I'm Network, that. Chromecast devices, Overcast, an Alexa-enabled <laughs> device, Google Chrome, Safari, and others. Hey, David, if you if you put that out there in like the like outro, if you make a little thing that just tells me all the places, I will save them. Otherwise, I will save with like three that come to mind every time. Yeah, I was just reading uh, the user agent, so that is literally what people are watching the podcast on. <laughs> nice. I'm calling you out, listeners. <laughs> Which, which one of you uses Safari and why? Tweet us <laughs> at Forsaf on Twitter. Uh, which one of you listened to or, this on a Chromecast device? What? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Whoever listened to this on a Chromecast device, email us at Forsaf at gmail.com. <laughs> hey, whoever used this on an Alexa device, come maybe watch us stream on Twitch occasionally. We've never streamed.tv slash <laughs> Forsaf. Oh, no, that's not true. We streamed that one time. <laughs> David streamed once and it was horribly choppy. I streamed once for a minute too. It was great. Yeah. Uh, other than that, catch us on the next episode, please. This is the only thing that gives my life meaning anymore. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license. 